Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. That'd be me. And uh, oh, we didn't even give you headsets, and you're an actual, uh, but that's okay. That's cool. That, that, that's cool. I can hear you. That's cool. And this guy here, I don't know who he is. He's the, um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> found him on the street. He's just a, um, he might be the future of media, this. Uh, seriously. The dismal future. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about that. Uh, this guy's name is Foo. Not ri- now, come on, where'd you get that? Uh, my parents were hippies. There were uh, six uh, Andrews born in the hospital the same week as me, and I remember them all. Andrew Crichton, Andrew Miscallet, Drew Rosignod, Drew Fenton, um, and naturally I just became Foo. Um, so... I've had it all my life. Wait a minute. Those names you just gave us were the people? They were real people that I went to school in the same class. And they were born at this? Like pretty much the same, same hospital and all. Um, well, I come from a small third world nation called West Virginia. Oh, I don't know if you <laughs> crossed the demilitarized zone called the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, but I have. I when have. you go down there. It's something. You it's know. beautiful. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. it is an, another it, It's country. another world. Yeah. And even Charleston's a small city. So but Charleston's uh, the capital. Well, yeah. Still a Well, technically, small. we're in the Paris of Appalachia, so debatably, this is the capital. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> My <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> so, okay. Are you, so you're from Charleston yep. specifically? or okay, okay. Charleston, West Virginia. And uh, goes by... Yep. That's not what's on your birth certificate. No, no. But and I've you don't want to talk it. about it. You have changed it. Yeah, I'm like I'm going through all the process. It's really annoying. Um, so I. Why even bother? Because that's I've, I've that's what you want. I've been called that my whole life. F O O. Yeah, I've been called that my whole life uh, since I was four or five. So it's not like. Um, okay, it's it's not yeah. some affectation. No, it's nothing I came up <coughs> with recently. Um, even. You know what I was called all my life. By my family Smart. and my friends, <laughs> and in fact, still am. Ready? Ninu. Ninu. Wow, you and got two syllables. I all got right, one. I got two, <laughs> and it's not even agreed how to spell it. Oh. So that my brother spells it N E N O, which doesn't make sense, but that's that just shows his Green Bay accent. Because instead of Ninu, which it was, he'd say Nino. So, so what are like the dividing lines in the spelling there? Um, Is there like a clear deviation? I once, when I was in college, (laughs) and I was starting to have affectations of my own, I actually had, and this was when you wrote letters back in. Oh, I I, I still do. Oh, you still do? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. And I actually got myself stationary with my name on top. And it was spelled N-I-N-U-E, which was affected looking. Yeah. Yeah, Ninu Miller. Hmm. That's my name. But my name at birth was Ida. Yeah. Ida, after my father's mother. I was named Ida Lynn Miller, a.k.a. Ninu. None of those names do I want. I mean, you, I don't. You, want you just have a labyrinth of names. I, I'm and they're pretty one's worse than the next. <laughs> one's worse yeah. than the next. I don't like any of them. That's why I'm having trouble naming the dog. Well, at least, yeah. at least your your name in this valley carries a lot of weight now. The name in the valley. That's cool. Well, yeah. Okay. So I have not explained who you are. Yeah. And, and, and I would if I knew. But I met Foo. Um, you're thinking back around 2004-ish? Oh, we... I remember where. It was at Mendelssohn Gallery. Yeah, that was Mendelssohn. And, um... And this was, uh, post Occupy Wall Street. So this was around, uh, 2013, 2014. No. Yeah. The the first time we we met Met and, like, talked. Oh, Met Met and talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I knew you. I mean, knew of you. Yeah. But we met and talked... And I didn't understand a word you were saying. Well, I pretended to. <laughs> I pretended to. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. but you were talking about because I knew you were a journalist, essentially. Yeah, I just started out my outlet that year. Your outlet being? Jekko. Uh, J-E-K-K-O. J-E-K-K-O yep. dot 
com. Yep. So you're a journalist who created your own outlet because I wanted a job, <laughs> and no one else was going to hire me. <laughs> but then, you know, I I thought, boy, this guy is. I, I I mean, you were so full of energy and you're so clearly bright and all this stuff. But I really couldn't comprehend what it was you were doing, and um, then I started seeing you. Yeah. I mean, I started seeing photo by Fu Connor or when the West Virginia um, water crisis, yeah. water uh, toxic water spill happened. Uh, you were the first one there, it seems. I mean, oh, I was really was watching your. Yeah. Oh, you just happened to be visiting your family. I, yeah. yeah. Well. And even stranger, wow. my grandfather worked at that plant. Oh, wow. And I'm down there, and imagine being, like, just out on your porch on, like, you know, winter day, and it smells like licorice. Not like the the kind that you get in that, like, uh, Grinch stole Christmas, you know, candy canes outside, but, like, the whole valley was licorice smelling. And uh, no one could drink the water. Right, I, I remember. It was, oh, I think I'm going to go down there. Yeah. So, you know, it uh, was a mile away from my house, and I went down, and um, bam, there it was. Uh, 16% of the state couldn't drink the water. I mean, it happened really for over it. a month. And then, uh, you know, to add insult to injury, I had to go back down a little bit later because there was a, much like we just had here, a train car derailment, and the river caught fire. <laughs> right. And, you know, when that happens, you know, like there's no manual for journalism. So the best thing I could do is go to the Kroger's and buy, you know, the ingredients, the s'mores, and uh, mix is them up. Is that what you did? Yeah, that's kind of so what yeah, I did. Okay, so <laughs> all I'm saying is yeah. you, though, I mean, you get social media. I mean, it doesn't scare you. At mm. all, I mean, it, or it doesn't confuse you. I no, mean, because you, no. you, did you apply to be a journalist at any newspaper or anything like that? Is that, that's of no interest to you? Um, be, because uh, first of all, no, I didn't apply to any newspaper because I knew that none of them were really hiring the skills that I had. And what are the skills that you have? Um, virality. Virality. Yeah. I I can design articles oh. that go viral. I thought you meant virility. And oh. I, I, I think, what the hell? Okay, virality. Yeah. That you're the guy who knows how to take something yep. and... Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's just storytelling. It's just storytelling in the new medium. And the thing that a lot of people forgotten uh, to touch on where you were going... Um, is trust is still the number one thing about journalism. You know, like when you told me that was the first year, I went to probably 500 events that year. Uh, I then went to like 600 in the next one, 700 the following year. Uh, anything from galas to soirees to uh, rap battles in East Liberty basements to punk shows in Oakland basements, uh, the whole gamut of um, Pittsburgh culture. And you are not a shrinking violet, so you <laughs> so you engage people. Yeah. You talk to people. Yeah. They don't forget you. Uh, well, yeah. Maybe. No, I don't think they do, because I didn't. Oh well. Thank I mean, you. and your name helps too. Well, Hi, yeah. I'm Foo. Well, oh, tell that to five-year-old me. Yeah. Five-year-old me is picked <laughs> upon and everything. Oh. Uh. <laughs> so. So you're saying, yeah, okay, so you build trust first, but you just told me you quit Twitter. You just quit. Well, the trust was broken on Twitter. The trust is broken on yeah. Twitter. Meaning? Um, meaning that you don't know um, what's going on anymore with um, the bot campaigns going on, with everything else. But isn't that true of all social media now? I mean, just because Twitter got, you know, and Facebook got their fingers pointed at them. Well, it's it's not quite so true. Um, so recently there was the Anton Rose protest, and I was uh, going around and doing everything, and um, I, I was tweeting live from the bridge. So now I can, instead of going back to the newsroom or using the facts, um, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Bernie's photos uh, in Northside. 
but he has this wonderful museum and it's like the history of like how to send a photo for publication. But now I open up my camera, I Wi-Fi connect it to my thing and I tweet immediately. Um, my stuff still goes viral. I get maybe 40, 50,000 views on a photo from that protest, you know, highlighting the arches of the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Only four followers. It's weird. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, I know. What do you mean? You have only four followers? No, no, I'm saying like I only would get four followers from that oh. photo. No, I, I have, uh, I think after deleting all the bots, probably about 60,000 followers right now on that platform. So. But, but the trust is just broken on Twitter because they don't have a verification process that works right now. They're not announcing what they're doing behind scenes and you know it's a two-way conversation but they're acting as it's a one-way street and we're content creators you know we rely on their platform they are the the new paper mills we rely on them to like get our content to the people right and they're not they're not being, trustworthy or they're not being completely honest right now wow it's a new world I don't know that I like it either. Oh, you, I, you do. Mm, well, I like, you know, I you, think any good journalist thrives in chaos. I, you know who thrives in chaos? <laughs> Donald friggin' Trump. Mm, well, he creates it. You don't think he's thriving? Um, that's yet to be seen. <laughs> oh, God almighty. I know you got, you know, my audience probably thought I was going to be talking about the, what's the big news today? Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, the what do you think if you the were... The Catholic priest. Yeah. Are you Catholic? Uh, no. Were you raised Catholic? No. Oh, okay. It's said that one out of four people in Pennsylvania is Catholic. Wow. No, it has to be more than that. I would think it's more than that. 25% Catholic? I bet it's more. I have no clue. Well, you know what? I... I I don't know. I, if I were, I realized I was reading the name of all the priests in Pittsburgh that actually yeah. had been named, seeing if I knew anybody. Uh, I'm not Catholic. Yeah. And I realized I didn't have this like sense of dread as I read the names because I'm not Catholic. <laughs> because I've told people if you're a member of a minority, like I am, a Jew, mm -hmm. that if a Jew does something bad, or if, for instance, a Jewish state like Israel does mm. something bad, you just hunker down. I mean, you you cringe. You you you're like this. But I don't, and I think some Catholics are getting that sense now. Even though I never think of them as a minority, because there are so many Catholics yeah. in the world. But I realized I was didn't have that fear that oh my God. This is going to be on me because if you're a minority, yeah. it's on you. Am I making any sense? Yeah, you're making sense. Okay. So, anyway, I didn't know any of them priests, but uh, I did know Donald Whirl, who's now the cardinal in D.C. Yeah. And he's in there. And for not for maybe not doing enough to yeah. yeah. On the other hand, he clearly did some good stuff. I don't know. He might be really tainted by this. It's it's fascinating. Yeah. But when you read the comments, what do you think about the, the comments section? Is what yeah. I I, I can't go. Yeah, to I can't the go to the comment section oh because my gosh. comment sections. Okay, so what does that say about the people? Or what does it say about Twitter or social media? That okay. if you say, okay, here now, here's the facts, here's the story. Now, here are, what do you have to say? Okay, what is that? So what is that? The anonymity that allows people to be so? Or is that really them? Well, you, you have to remember um, that right now, the way people are playing with social media is dangerous because it really pushes you to one extreme or another and when you're commenting you know I don't mean to use the word trolling because that's more intentional 
but a lot of people are just looking for an emotional reaction in comment sections. So if I was being political on Twitter, I would have a healthy, thriving Twitter account. But um, as you've seen my stuff, I'm I'm pretty neutral. Right, you are. I'm, I mean, you're you, really you, pretty much a journalist. <laughs> Um, you know, it's like right beforehand I was saying uh, Donald Trump's going to Charleston, West Virginia to hold a rally, and um, my father was a photojournalist. You said as well. he, he worked for United Press International, yeah, UPI. And, um, you know, he has photos of uh, Governor Clinton. Um, he has photos of uh, a lot. I've photographed uh, Obama two times, and, um, you know, I covered the last election, and I got uh, Bill Clinton, uh, photographed him in 2009 at the Daily Coast Summit. Um, so, you know, for me, you know, there's 50 years of journalism there, and, you know, he's just the president today, and I would like to go down and add that to the portfolio. But, um, you know, I try to still steer clear because I remember once um, someone used my photos. I usually give them away for free to help the, let's say, comments or anything. So imagine I've never sold a photo. You know, that's something really atypical about me. And, um, but wait a minute, that's supposed, how do you make a living? Um, branded content. So people hire me to help them with social media, large companies. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. um, basically a lot of the time I run the g news outlet. I have no advertising on the website. I don't sell photos, um, but it helps me understand and track social media and I help large companies in turn and that's why I've been able to keep uh, that section pretty much pure it doesn't mean I don't get threats a lot you know of, you know publish this don't publish that but um, I'd given away a photo um, Creative Commons anyone could use it and someone used it on a uh, Hillary Clinton slant piece about her having pentagrams in her basement or anything else God in and heaven. John Smith, who wrote the article, doesn't exist, but they saw photo credit Fu Connor, and this was a Pittsburgh person. This could have been a Russian bot. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. And this person felt so strongly they came to my house. <gasps> You're right? kidding. That was the only person they could identify from this. That was this the only person. And they came to your house. They came to my house about this article on, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, obviously fake news. And they were yelling at me, screaming at me, talking about how they were going to hurt me and all this stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, they added the pentagram. It's a really bad Photoshop. Second of all, I didn't do this. And it was just so hard for them to understand because, you know, when you go down that rabbit hole, you know, it's just an erosion of, well, maybe that little thing happened. You know, maybe they used mayonnaise on that instead of mustard or Freedom Fries or this and that. And that erosion happens, and then people start feeling really strongly. I got to tell you, um, I met with a woman. I'm going to have her on the show. She's a distinguished professor of psychiatry yeah. at the University of Pittsburgh. And she uh, now, and she was a refugee when she was a child of uh, Hungary, from Hungary. Lived in a refugee camp with her yeah. parents for a number of years. She now is just freaked out by what she sees happening in this country um, in terms of people's inability to know what the truth is, to know what to trust, to be able oh, yeah. to think critically, to essentially be uh, cult media literate. Yeah. Or and 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 she uh, is is intent on you know. Uh, actually instituting an institute of media or cultural literacy uh, at Pitt. I yeah. mean, she's really got a bee in her bonnet about it. Um, she's very desirous of talking to younger people who yeah. understand. So I'm well, going uh, to meet uh, Yeah, I'm going to hook you guys up for sure. But I got to tell you, um, I think uh, I think the Russians proved and that. And this person coming to your house mm -hmm. to threaten you, people don't have a clue anymore where what the origin of so-called news and/or information yeah. is. That's dangerous. 
Well, it's also dangerous because a lot of publishers put the profits ahead of the story. So if oh, you big shockeroo. But How do you think Donald Trump became president? They uh, couldn't take their eyes off him. Yeah. Right? Because he's, he's he, just he cash. He knows how to play he's the media. He's just, oh, my God, and still does. So now they can talk all the time. He, everything he says, it's a lie, it's a lie, it's a lie, and they can, they can appear to be anti-Trump. But they love the money keeps coming. So they cover every tweet, every stupid mm -hmm. thing the idiot says, all of that instead of doing their jobs because money. Well, I mean, if you saw what happened in Charlottesville, um, you know, there was, what was it, um, under a few dozen? Uh, I talked about it. There yeah. were... Like there 12, were like maybe? no I yeah or like what was twelve it? I don't know it was under yeah, yeah. twenty okay there was not even twenty demonstrators yeah and there were hundreds upon hundreds yep. of counter demonstrators and hundreds and upon hundreds of cops yeah. SWAT teams oh, you know yeah, yeah. Uh, riot gear water I mean they were ready for these and and that got Anytime so you have more media covering yeah. us. There were and probably I kept more saying, media there than well, there, there were. Protesters. Well, there were. Uh, yeah. pro protesters and counter protesters. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were more. Yeah. What is wrong with that picture? And what does that say about media? Well, do you remember the 2009 G20 summit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's harken back. Do you know, I slept in this building. So oh, really? I, yeah, so I, I, I did. So I could be right at ground zero here because remember it was like a yeah pittsburgh became this it, 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 it was abandoned uh there were no real human beings here and it was like a fortress i i i'd never thought or saw like um how would i say like military unrest but they had one police officer for every protester back then there know? was no doubt i mean it yeah, was yeah. it was you, it was a frightening. And you couldn't walk through downtown on a protest without police on both sides saying you can't go to side streets, everything else. And that, that was kettling. Kettling's where the police intentionally put protesters in a situation yeah. that they break out and then you can arrest them. But that was really scary. Isn't that also where they rolled out that new weapon they had? Oh, the, the LRAD. Yeah. And get Which was just this s putting sound they could have played ACDC, <laughs> they could have played KISS, they could have, you know, they didn't have to go for like the chirp alarm. Um, but now, I don't know if you caught it, uh, groups have sued over the LRAD because it causes permanent hearing loss. I'm not surprised to hear it. Can you hear it? I mean, you were here. No. <laughs> that was a pun. Yeah. I'm surprised to hear it. Um, anyway, yeah, I... I but... I mean, we're in a frightening time, Yeah, without a doubt. Well, be, it's frightening because good people are doing bad things. You know, it's the, the priest that you mentioned. It's the other things well, that are supposed to be good uh, people. Or supposed, or supposed to, be to be good, good people. people. Or people who you're supposed to be able to yeah. trust, like the president yeah. of the United States, like uh, an entire party, yeah. uh, like... Um, that the supposedly people who take oaths of office mm -hmm. to safeguard well, us and to well, uh, the follow the Constitution. Well, the biggest story in my mind right now is West Virginia Supreme Court. Unbelievable. In case you didn't see yeah. this, they just hauled off and impeached the entire West Virginia Supreme Court of Appeals. Supreme Court. And I have to say, given what I know about the West Virginia Supreme Court. Because every, every, everyone knows about them, you know. Um. There, it has been a bit of a den of thieves, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, they've been owned. A lot of members of that court have been. H have you been to coal territory? <laughs> like, yeah, every, everyone. Everybody's owned? Well, they try to own everyone. Um, yeah. I, I can tell you, coming from there, there are nonprofits that specifically get funded to... Um, uh, disrupt other nonprofits or uh, activist groups from forming down there. Wow. You know, that they say, oh, no, come under us, all this, and we'll help you get started, only to derail or uh, disarm the activists in West Virginia. I saw it for over uh, five, ten years over there. And when it came down to it, it was really a lot of the um, uh, coal magnets coal that guys. were funding it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds sort of, though, like what 
is happening in Donald Trump's America, in a way. Same kind of thing. Well, corporations just pose too much power right now. You yeah, know? well, and like, yeah, and right. Another story that came out was uh, one of the leads of Facebook uh, told some news company, I don't recall which one, but they said, you can get with us or you can go to, or be in hospice, you know, and directly threatened the news company. And luckily they reported it, but, you know, that just shows you the power they have. Okay, so speaking of, you were threatened personally, somebody actually coming to your Oh, house. I, I, I get threats all the time. It's par for the course okay. now. <laughs> this, is some, this is what um, a, uh, the supposedly conservative columnist, Brett Stevens at the New York Times, got on his voicemail. Um, hey, Brett, what do you think? Do you think the pen is mightier than the sword or that the AR is mightier than the pen? Meaning... AR-15, yeah. right? Which you can 3D print now, by the yes, way. Yes, exactly more, right. If you needed more fear in your well, life. As somebody <laughs> pointed out, so now we're, we can we can print uh, a plastic firearms, but we're feeling very good about ourselves for banning plastic straws, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. We live in a... Alice in Wonderland culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, we seriously do. Anyway, he goes on to say, I don't carry an AR, but once we start shooting you effers, you aren't going to pop off like you do now. You're worthless. The press is the enemy of the people. And you know what? Rather than me shoot you, I hope a Mexican, and even better yet, I hope an N-word shoots you in the head dead. Have a nice day, N-word lover. Okay, this is the kind of, you got somebody coming straight to your house. Yeah. This is a guy who's now getting this. This is a result of, yeah. yeah, the president saying that the media is the enemy of the people. Um, I understand that a number of newspapers tomorrow are all writing editorials about this. They actually organized themselves. Started oh, at good. Boston Globe sent out a note to all the other newspapers in the country and said, how about we all make a statement by publishing an editorial, say your own thing, on, I, I believe, tomorrow. Um, how much you want to bet the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette is not one? Um, and I, I think anyone uh, or any journalist that knows me, they're, um, you know, I've received things of, uh, like the Post Gazette, and I think I've tweeted this, so it's kind of public information. But um, you know, they're most likely going to go all digital by the end of 2019. Yeah, they, clearly. They, clearly, they have plans. Yeah, I, I have a source there. Well, surely they. And do. Um, you all, know, all papers will. But I. They're, but they they're threatened me. The the communications. They said if you publish that or you tweet that, we'll make sure that we. We don't do it. We'll never write about you. All that. And I said you can't affect editorial like that. Are you nuts? I got to tell you, but that's the, the type of threats that I even get from like from from, from media, like, media, yeah, from media, and I'm going well, but the Post Gazette right now, the yeah. people who are running that paper, mm -hmm. are, I mean, first of all, like it's a big shock that they might be going all digital in a year. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, the thing is, is that they are now again owned by essentially Donald Trump and the yeah. Republican Party. Um, and that's just... Uh, it's why do you think I made my own thing? <laughs> well, that's why. That's why you got your <laughs> you, own you, you thing. Know. But a lot of people w can say they would do that, but they don't know They don't know how to, I don't know, get themselves out there. So you're saying, I mean, you're even known um, internationally. Yeah. I, I'm actually, it's funny, I'm known for showing up locally, but I'm more known, like, outside of Pittsburgh. Now, how, okay, so how... Because I know you said you didn't want to talk about it much, but you, you've got speaking engagements yeah, coming yeah. up in Europe and yes. other places, yeah. who knows, because they want to hear what you have to say about mm -hmm. <laughs> And how, you know, so, yeah, mostly, by the way, I asked, I, I wanted to, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because yeah, yeah. I know you show up everywhere. Yeah. And I was going to say, I got to ask them how much, much mileage you have on uh, your car. Uh, and, no, Bicycle. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am 
you, you can't park in this town and well, show up to yeah, three yeah, events a night because between like going from event to event. How do you mean? You mean you really bike from you pedal from event to yeah, event? Absolutely. And then I, okay, so and you you have well, if the story's in West Virginia. A uh, greyhound, greyhound, or there's a plane, or you know, something. But there's something, or I can hitchhike with a band I know, and then um. But yeah, no. And this guy <laughs> is better known. Yeah, I mean, he's known out there in the bigger world because, again, of you know, so. So social, yeah. Because you know how you have. Okay, but, it wasn't it's virility, it's virality. Huh? It's, it's also a chilling effect because it's like I know um, before I publish articles, I have to double and triple check things that there's Well, that just makes you a good journalist. Yeah, well. Did uh, you ever go to journalism school? No, no of course not. I, I went Did to you? school for psychology. Well. So uh, I, I, I knew I was screwed up some way. I needed to figure that out first before I unleashed myself into the world. Okay, so wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. I just got to backtrack here. Yeah. Because I, I, I know my, my audience is like, what the heck? Yeah, okay. you probably don't even know who I am. So this is awesome. Hi. <laughs> um, who it, are you? Um, How do you define who you are and what you do? You know, I, I think I'm just a, uh old storyteller using new tools. I like that. Um, and, you know, like I said, an old tool is trust. And it's been a while before a lot of people started, you know, knowing waiters in this town, talking to Uber drivers, talking to the limo drivers, and figuring out actually what's happening because this town's in a completely different renaissance. Um, I was, uh, I also run Randy Land. I'm the co director there. I wanted to get to that. Uh, Does everyone know what Randy Land is? Yeah. Because if perchance you don't and you are in these oh, environs, tell them what I, I happened upon it just driving around one day. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a long time ago. Oh, it's different now. I know. And I, w I did recently drive by it because it's so wondrous. Yeah. It's so wondrous. I have never really like gotten... You know, like inside. I've never been inside. Oh, you gotta come. Okay, so Randy Land, explain it. I is it if in fact it's explainable. It's gotta be one of. I mean, when people come to Pittsburgh, do you guys get like? I mean, um, people yeah. come from all over the world to so, see this. So, I can explain this easily with my day. Um, this is actually before. The before times for me, I wake up around 11 or noon um, because I'm out late editing. Yeah, okay, and other all right, and going um, to events. Right. But I go to Randyland. I welcome guests. We get about 500 people a day on a weekday. We get about 1,200 people on a weekend now. Wow, it's really become something else. Wait a minute, though. Does it cost money? It's free. Right. See, everything <laughs> involving this guy is free. I mean, there's never any exchange I mean, other can, than an exchange. You can donate. You can buy a shirt, <laughs> I guess. But, you know, <coughs> the place is this wonderful uh, – it's Randy Gilson. He's a waiter at the Westin, and <laughs> I met him. He's <laughs> I was biking to events, and I would just stop by his house, and I'd say, how are you? Well, <laughs> listen, anyone, anyone, you wouldn't yeah. have to be Foo Connor. To like, yeah. if you're pedaling past his house, or in my case, driving by Randy's house, that you stop. Oh, yeah. Because it's what he's done yeah. to the house. He's a waiter? He's he's a waiter, 31 years. At the? At the Westin, whatever it is now. Yeah, what is it now? I, uh, I can't keep track of the hotels. I, I don't know. They keep changing. In the okay, so he's a... Yeah, older gentleman, and he's been 61. waiting, and he's been waiting on tables yeah. all his life. And he l lived in a house on the north side, Mexican War Streets. Yep. And before he did Randyland, he took all the vacant lots in North Side, and he turned them into community gardens. He planted over 800 gardens around Pittsburgh. Talk about activism. Talk about a wondrous human being. Yeah. Gee whiz. But look up Randy Land so you can see, because it's a, a picture. I mean, 
It's really, a picture picturesque. is worth a thousand words. So, I mean, there's no way to explain it. So one of the things in the uh, back wall of Randyland now, because we have so many visitors around the world, um, Randy jokes that uh, Trump wants to build walls, so we built one of ourselves. Um, <laughs> and what that means is all the visitors, they can make an arrow. It was an old fence that was torn down, Randy found, and he made these arrows, and all the visitors can put their country on it. So now we have about 140 countries wow. with flags of all different colors, people doing that, all on his back wall. So it's like the international welcome wall, and okay. he hopes it's the biggest one. Where does he get all the stuff that ends up? We dumpster dive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, like <laughs> it's, you can't imagine. So, so found objects being put on, this is a... Yeah. It looks unlike any play. Children have to find it magical, oh, and man. adults, though, if they don't, it, then they totally. It's become an Instagram hub. Really. Once again, I'm decent at social, but it's really become uh, one of Pennsylvania's largest selfie stations. So I often will joke. I'll be like, No, no, no! You can't take a photo in front of this wall. You need at least a thousand followers. And it's a joke, but you wouldn't believe how many. Collegiate age women B like pull out you. their phone and they're okay. like, "No, no, I have two thousand and no, uh, no, 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 yeah. I think most of my audience probably is around here. Oh. <coughs> although although yeah. I have, I too have people in other parts of the world yeah. who listen. I listen. I usually Well, you're like in another universe. Oh, thanks. <coughs> All right. So um, I forgot what I was saying. You got to go see Randy Land. You have got to go see. So... I need to, where do you, if you stop, is there a place you you knock on the door? I mean, are there hours? I mean, because I've uh, wandered 10 a.m. to dusk. Really? Um, okay. You know, if I'm going to an event that night, um, you know, we close like pretty much 7. But if I'm not, and, you know, we just, I hate to say it, just open a beer and drink in the courtyard, and, you know, like, um, and then we paint things. Yeah. Well, Randy it, Tom Sawyered me. That's the real Is story. Is that, oh, really? He's okay. He's like, Foo, you look like, you, you're really ragged. You know, you need some happiness. You should paint the fence. Wonderful colors. Bring out the artist in you. I'm like, that sounds really great. And then I'm painting the fence. I'm like, I just got Tom Sawyer. Yes, you did. Yeah. Like, I, it's. Well, the colors. I mean, yeah. it is just, it is a riot of color and delight in life. It's just. You could not be in a bad mood and be there. I've seen people walk in with bad moods, but they don't walk out <laughs> with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so true. You know what the world needs right now? It needs Randy Land. Well, I, mean, I think that is. It's the antidote well, to all your Trump stress and all well, that. That's why I've chosen to like help Randy out and do everything there because, you, you know, I, I get a lot of offers, and I get a lot of people wanting to hire me or do this and that. But, man, you know, that's a modern-day Mr. Rogers, right? And that just de-stresses people. It brings the community together. And we're 90 neighborhoods, and I swear probably by the end of the week we've had at least 80 of them in there. Yeah. You know? I just want – oh, wow. Okay, so that's another instance of something simply wondrous created by – a man just following his own heart, yeah. which is obviously very large, yeah, and community oriented and giving. Yeah. Who doesn't ask any? He doesn't ask for any money for any of it. No. Never. Doesn't. I mean, I mean, it's so un-American. <laughs> it is so unbelievably antithetical to. Yeah our capitalist kind of what's in it yeah, for yeah. me culture. It really is. It's why it's so damn wondrous. And you, you 
you know, deciding you'll be a journalist and then creating your own your your own platform mm -hmm. and bicycling to your you know to cover things. Well, I and and may I add because I asked you, yep. he's a squatter. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, it's really easy to take crazy risk <laughs> when you don't have rent. He doesn't pay any rent. Have you? You must at some point in your life have paid rent. Um, maybe two years in Pittsburgh. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Well, my. So my how do you? I mean, what? You live in an abandoned building. Well, it's not abandoned. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. Uh, you'll have to take over. Um, um, so, yeah. yeah um, you know, it turns out we live in this city <laughs> where uh, the majority of the population left and um, people weren't moving into houses. So I went through about 80 properties, my current house. Um, we went through about 80 properties and, um, you know, I looked it up on the county assessor's website i went into a few checking if the roof was good what was the condition and i found one with uh so much back taxes over forty thousand dollars no one wants the thing right and it would probably be scheduled to be demolished so i fixed the roof i cleaned it up and when i moved in uh there was a room i called the titanic room and it was this large dining room filled with vhs cassette tapes of course multiple copies of the titanic and two or three projection screen TVs. And I had to haul all of that out. <coughs> right? We have a caller. Oh, cool. Yeah, but we don't have it here. I'm going to give you that. Caller, go ahead. Oh, you can oh, repeat wait. the question. Okay. Caller, go ahead. Hello? They hung up. But, you know, I went through this property um, <coughs> and I had chosen it uh, also because it was next to some other activists in the north side. And it's a fire hazard if no one cleaned it up or demolished right, it right, or whatever. Right. So I just moved in and I cleaned it up and I fixed it up. Is it against the law to squat? I believe I'm a tenant. So I have no squatter's <laughs> rights. That would be 21 years via adverse possession. Um, the lawyer I do have says I qualify under tenant law. You do. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. God almighty. <laughs> okay. So I Brian O'Neill, a wonderful, wonderful guy and a wonderful yeah. Uh, columnist. Yeah, he is. Who, in fact, wrote the book you mentioned uh, at the beginning, that this was the Paris yep. of Appalachia. That's the title of a yeah. book Brian O'Neill wrote. Um. When I knew Foo was coming on, I thought, geez, but I don't even quite get, I still don't know what he does. So I saw Brian had also had the same inclination to know that Foo was yourself, copyworthy. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> an interesting fellow. And so he sat, he wrote a piece about you. And, and, and in it, um, he quotes you as saying something that I think this, I mean, this is the quote, uh, and I think you're talking about current media, all this stuff coming yeah. at us. It's an ecosystem. Is that what you were talking about? And no yes. one's understanding that. Yeah. No one understands that I need you, you need me, we need the Post-Gazette, we need each other to keep, you know, the checks and balances. We're the fourth estate. You know, it's an ecosystem. If I fail... Like, it hurts all of us together. Well, but newspapers are failing. Oh, well, they're, not they're, they're not adapting. They're not adapting. Yeah. Well, so even if they continue to be who they were, but they just do it without paper, but digitally, is that adapting? Yeah. That's adapting. Mm-hmm. And they'll have no choice but to do that, mm -hmm. right? But... I, I think you could still print. I think there's ways. I think there's ways to reach the audience. So what I do at Jekko a lot of the time is I reach people where they're at. And some, fortunately, sometimes it's on Snapchat. Sometimes they only have a minute to read a story. Sometimes they have ten minutes. And 
Sometimes they have 90 minutes feature <coughs> length, but you still have to tell the story accurately within those, you know? It's pretty hard. It is. To tell, I mean, if we're getting down into, you know, Twitter, this many mm-hmm. characters, and I only have a minute, and yet the story is about the erosion of democracy in the damn country that you are living yeah. in. It's hard to tell that with a Well, you in it requires characters. more. Yeah, and absolutely. so the this sort of shrinking attention span or the pace at which we're living and the desire we have for immediacy and immediate but, knowledge. But I, I, I look at it what? as... Uh, much like headlines, they're an invitation to read more and to go deeper. But uh, most people don't. It depends. I have a seven-minute retention on YouTube, on a ten-minute video. Okay, so you also have a YouTube channel. Yes. I failed to mention that. He has a YouTube channel. What's yeah. it called? Um, I have a friend who's anonymous, like super anonymous, wears a mask. Um, you know... <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, and it's called G3AR. And after uh, I go out and I do my events at night, um, I'll show up to the local hacker space, Hack Pittsburgh or Alpha Lab Gear or somewhere. And we'll I don't know what you're talking about. What so, do you mean so you'll you d- show up at the local hacker space? Well, surprisingly, hackers, you know, they hang meet, together. They they hang out. And where do? And what are they <laughs> hacking? Well, what are they doing? Well, in art... Causing trouble? No. So, in our case, um, we will hack together um, uh, Arduinos or these microcontrollers um, that students are taught with today, and we'll make something like a deployable Iron Man shield, or we'll... I remember uh, my friend took... I'm going to go shoot myself. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we make superhero gadgets in real life. Um, okay, so when you said hacker, I'm thinking people who break into other people's accounts and mm-hmm. and and they're they're engineers, they're coders, they're all the same. Hackers become kind of a colloquial for like you know that anarchistic. Let's make something. And all you're making is what medieval? What? No, no, like superhero gadgets. Oh, why did I think medieval? Superhero gadgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I get that. Yeah, so... What do you mean, though? I mean, <laughs> literally making them? Well, I... <coughs> no, I, I mean, not 3D printing them. No, I we mean, do 3D print them. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, like like I said, um, you know, the, the, the Brian O'Neill joke is a, a, a poor man's Bruce Wayne. Um, is that what he said? He said yeah, I think he attributed okay. it to me, or I don't know how that went. I don't but um, you okay. know, I go to the galas on my press pass. Um, I have a wonderful gala diet. Um, it works out for me. And um, then so that's how you eat. You go to all these events. I, I used to dumpster dive. Jesus. Um, but then four one two. How are you getting to Europe? Um, kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's called a plane. <laughs> God. Do you have any, you know what, I I mean, I think the, the malady that almost is universal now is anxiety. And I don't think you have any. Um, Do you? I, I run towards anxiety when I have it to get it over with. Now, see, that's why you don't have it. That I yeah. mean, if you go to a therapist about anxiety, they tell you, yeah. don't run from it. You just yeah. embrace it, see it, deal with it, and then you but can move on. What? So, but you don't seem... Most of us need lo- money because otherwise we're anxious. We need a car because otherwise we're anxious. Yeah. We need a place that we're I not squatting a, a in. Okay. We need to know I'm where to dinner's coming city. from. Jeez. And I, yet you I have soylent. I mean, like. So you're a and you're a successful man. Well, I don't know who defined that. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so I remember the first time my mom called me <laughs> to say that I had been successful. <clears throat> oh, okay. So she recognizes yeah. you. Yeah. Su- and successful. Um, way back in the day, um, 
uh, during Occupy Wall Street, which I was living in New York in Zuccotti Park, helping do the social media for that. Um, okay, she, so you were you were with the big boys at in the New York yes Occupy yeah, Wall not, Street, not the local one. Okay, yeah, and you were helping them do social media. Yeah, okay, and, and you know what? That went viral, by the way. Yeah, it it was it, I I that joke, had a lot of virality. I joke it was a productive meeting of anarchists interrupted by activists. <laughs> Um, and, uh, she's, my mom saw me on TV. I think it was ABC or CBS news. Yeah. And, um, she's like, oh my God, you've made it. And I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm homeless in New York <laughs> sleeping next to a power generator for warmth. Like we really need to define what made it is, <laughs> you know, but she's you know like, what? she's right. But she's like, because You're in this <laughs> culture, being on ABC, being on yeah, television, yeah, yeah. You made it. Yeah. And God almighty. It, it was, it was really I bet your fun. parents worry about you. Or no, they don't anymore. Not I anymore. I bet they don't. Not anymore. No. They don't get it either, do they? Do they understand what you do? Um, my father does, um, you know, because he was... He's a, an old reporter. He's, a, he's old an journalist. old reporter, you know. He'd always joke with me, uh, I, hit the I hit the ground before my camera does. <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, one of the, the secrets I had was um, no one knew that coming into this five years ago um, that I had all that darkroom knowledge, the experience with traditional film, you know, the appreciation for traditional media. Yeah. Um, and that's something that you ha really have to start out with. Well, you're also quoted in this article as – and, you know, if you're the focus of a columnist, uh, that's yeah. success too, see. Yeah, well, that, that's one of the first times being it's happened on the, in Pittsburgh. Being on the Lynn Cullen show uh, is like, I mean, give it. I mean, you can retire now. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny if you Sorry. like five years ago, I'm like, maybe I don't have enough to talk about. I'll go do some things, then I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was I going to say? The other thing. Oh, you said that the, you don't perceive any war or conflict between old journalism no and what and the new stuff yeah like i said it's just a new toolbox yeah but i don't think a lot of new journalists or people who consider themselves journalists have respect for fact like you know because it's all about being first get it out there they are not fact checking like the why, oh, you're looking at yeah. me like, you're hey, right. lady. You're right. Yeah. But, 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 yeah. So, um, well, look, luckily, since scary. I own my outlet, yeah. uh, I do slow stories. Um, so, I can take two months on the story. Um, you know, I was looking into the story of uh, neo-Nazis infiltrating the Penzik or the medieval reenactments in the area. And that took uh, quite a long time. I was looking into... There's neo-Nazis at the medieval... Oh, Yeah. I knew medieval was coming up here somehow. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it earlier, but um, to give you mean you when people get them together to joust and yep. wear it, they they view it as protest tactics, and the Charlottesville protesters, throwing back to that earlier conversation, they were training in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania, uh, and the Daily Beast broke the story, yeah, and it was very well researched. But when it comes down to it, um, I don't really see. The the worst thing that can happen is a publisher saying, get the clicks, get an affiliate commission. But that's what they say now. Well. I mean, I know that reporters, like local television reporters, mm -hmm. of which I used to be one, uh, used to be able to go do a story report. Now they are expected, my understanding yes. is, to be out there on social media, to be yeah. You know, and they want them not just once a day. They want them to have this presence. They want them to. Well, that pulls them away from it does. the but job that requires more thoughtfulness and focus. And when you start throwing stuff out there, that's when you make mistakes. Well, I no? think the biggest mistake is letting all these old journalists go because it breaks the apprenticeship system we've had. People coming up and understanding ethics understanding the fact-checking. You know, they cost more, though. That's why they're being let go. Yeah, I know. 
Oh, but I can tell you that my my big pain in my heart is all these, you know, 20 something journalists getting into the field and they don't teach you the ethics. They don't teach you what stories to that's hold correct. off on. That's correct. They don't. So and that's, that's where big, mistakes are being That's a made. huge problem. Yeah. It's a huge problem. Um I have a, a friend who just had something written about her in a local publication and she said, "Man, this reporter just I mean, got it all wrong. I mean, just got yeah. so much wrong, it was a joke. And how she tried to tell her, hey, yeah. look, you, and, eh, Yeah, they're on to the next thing. They have they to They are. They're on to yeah. the next thing. Yep. And like, corrections have become rare. It's not good. I'm telling you, it's not good. No, I know it's not. Hey, so I'm looking at my, by the way, I want to tell okay. you, you, and everybody here, as soon as it turns 11, I am racing out the door because, as I yeah. told you. You have the new dog. Who didn't go into his crate. And I'm a wreck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am racing out the door. I am racing. And he's a good, good dog. But I think he was very, you know, yeah. nervous when I left. Because yeah. I'd never left him in the whole 18 hours we've been together. <laughs> and Formative. I, yes, I know. Is yeah, it, this right. is like the first date, how you met. Yeah, right. This is, ah, oh, he's so nice. He's great. Yeah. Another thing you told me is that, he, by the way, has a camera on this. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Hi. Um, and so what's that for? It's 4K. It's the the new. No, but I'm saying what, purpose does that serve i mean the, the you doing it doing this it just for your own purposes yeah in case you ever need a higher quality version or we need to recut it up or anything oh so it is higher quality yeah okay and um you also said something about my wikipedia page i just need to get oh that i'd in. love to have a show where i just go through your wikipedia. oh dear God. but um no, but, you know, once again, it's uh, citations needed on your stuff. And I was like, well, I'll just have to write an article about you inside it. <laughs> I, last time I looked at it, everything that was on there was true. It's probably true, but there's no citations. And without citations, it gets deleted. It gets deleted? Yeah. Is it going to be deleted? No. I'm going to make sure of that. Are you gonna, you're going <laughs> to fix my Wikipedia page? Uh, um, well. Who do you think put it there? I don't. I don't know. But I just know that you've been such a, like, uh, media maven in Pittsburgh, right? And, yeah. you know, like, this is really a privilege to come on your show and, you know, for you to share me with your audience and everything. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't gone to a lot of media people in Pittsburgh, <laughs> obviously, but it's such a privilege, and I just want to make sure that uh, I check the facts and get things right and make, you know, this ecosystem look good. You know, because right. you're in the ecosystem. I am in it, and I'm you know? worrying about it a lot. Yeah. And I do, I, I do appreciate yeah. your new, t uh, whatever it is you're bringing, which I still have trouble. Grasping, you know. I, yeah. I, I, I get it, and I get it, but I, it's so radical. You know why? Because you're not. You're not doing what everybody else does because you're not seeking. It's not a Q1 plan. It's a five-year plan. It's a 10-year plan. Okay. You know, like uh, I remember, uh, and I have an article about this, but uh, five years ago, Chris Hedges of um, Pulitzer Prize fame and all the other stuff, we were in a park uh, at a Occupy National Gathering. I met him at Occupy Wall Street, and he said um, five years ago that Occupy was just a dress rehearsal. If all the things in America aren't fixed, it's going to spring back up. And the best thing we can do as an activist to prepare is create a media outlet. And that's where I kind of got this. Uh, that's when you went my and did. Butt. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. Uh, I so came you're back ready. to Pittsburgh and I said, yeah. well, you know, someone needs to talk about this. And, you know, ownership usually has different interests than the journalists. And yeah, luckily they do. I'm both. <laughs> Well, it's just been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> I still, I have a feeling my audience. See, I mean, they they've been silent, and I think it's because most of them are like, "What?" It's okay. That's okay. Sorry. <clears throat> no, it's okay. Yeah. You're the future. 
I'm, I'm well, I'm I'm building oh. on the like I'm just renovating the house you built. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. So how's the renovation coming? Oh, you're not gonna like no, it. No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you Foo Connor, ladies and gentlemen. Who knows? You might in ten years say, you know, I saw him on Lynn Cullen's show way back and I didn't get it at all. Yeah. But I don't know. That's nice. He'll be accepting a Nobel Prize or something. <laughs> um go see Randy Land for yeah, sure. Yeah, come to Randy Land. You Good luck on your European yep. speaking tour. I'm I'm going with some friends and then I'm going through uh Southeast Asia, other places and then I'll come back. When will you be back? I don't know. Oh, dear God, we might never see him again. Don't get taken hostage. No, Pittsburgh has abandonment issues. I, I, know. I know. Okay, we Don't do. Don't worry, I'm coming no, back. No, we do. Okay. <laughs> I got to go see if the dog ate the couch. Thanks. And, yeah, thank you all. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Love you. I love you. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.